0: Welcome to Paytech Talk, the podcast of payment technology law, brought to you by the dedicated lawyers at Adaholt Munich. With Paytech Talk, you get the latest trends and topics and experience the world of payment, banking and
1: IT.
2: Hi, this is Frank and welcome to uh, Paytech Talk, this time live from uh, the Money 2020 in Amsterdam. I am sitting here with my colleagues from the FinTech Lawyers Network, so hi guys. Uh, you see when everyone's in a good mood so um, we are today to discuss uh, trends in uh, each and every country in the European Union especially for the fintech lawyers network so I'm starting with the Netherlands so Arno, um, what are the trends the current trends in payments in the Netherlands
3: uh, well one of the trends, or maybe it's not a trend, but that everyone is of course waiting for the pc 2 to be implemented in the Netherlands. Uh, unfortunately we're running a little behind, uh, which is kind of sh- a shame as we're hosting Money2020 and uh, we did not even uh, uh, transpose PZ2 yet. Um, and it comes of course with a lot of questions um, also from the market. Uh, our regulated DMB has not uh, clarified certain Issues yet, uh, one of them being the scope of account information service. Um, we have um, had the broad interpretation of BAFIN. Uh, on the other hand, uh, the UK uh, would have more limited interpretation, and it's a little undecided which uh, uh, point of view DNB will take. Um, There's, of course, now um, a certain rush from uh, UK companies for the Netherlands um approaching also the regulator to find out uh, what um, well for instance on substance they require um yeah so a lot of activity uh, going uh, going around i think uh, amsterdam is a, well, a true payments capital and and hopefully uh pz2 will uh, be here uh, implemented soon um, but what we learned is in any event that about 20 uh, TPPs, so the new fintech companies, are uh, ready to apply for license. So if you want to be um, licensed here in the Netherlands, be quick. Uh, have make sure that uh, you're ahead of the other ones because I think that DMB will prioritize. Um, so on a first come, first serve basis, so uh, act quickly. So, do you have any indication on when the uh, PST2 will be transposed? Um, well, my best guess is that it will be at the end of this year, um, but once um, the Dutch parliament has uh, decided on, on the act itself, uh, d will likely open its office um, for the applications. So that means that you must be ready at that time uh, and submit your uh, package to d uh, I mean, if you wait until December, you're too late, so you have to wait uh, back in, in the line.
2: So who do I have to talk to if I want to uh, apply for a license in Netherlands?
3: Uh, well, it's uh, probably the only pa- one party to go to. Uh, that's Van uh contact Arne Voornon. Thank you very much. So now I'm uh, heading the microphone to
2: uh, Edwin. Edwin is from uh, Belgium and he want to uh, tell you some more specific on the current trends in payments and what's up and what's, what's hot and what's not.
4: Hi Frank, uh, yes, uh, good to be in Amsterdam here at Money 2020. Um, as far as Belgium is concerned, uh, AML4 has been transposed. Um, PSD2, to a certain extent, we're still waiting on some um, uh, clarification about consumer protection law aspects. Um, and then of course, uh, last but not least, uh, we have the famous or infamous GDPR, uh, which leads to several challenges uh, for um, both European companies uh, and foreign companies, um, because um, yeah, both uh, banks and fintechs uh, alike need to combine all that legislation. Uh, AML, uh, PSD2 and uh, GDPR Um, and that sometimes leads to um, conflicting uh, questions and um, so we have to be very creative which is of course very interesting. Um, We also get a lot of questions from um, uh, non-European companies from USA, Israel, Turkey uh, and and Russia even um, that uh, require uh, advice and and very um, concrete uh, uh, questions about uh, GDPR and also uh, PSD2. That's about it.
2: So, thank you. What's the biggest pain point, in your opinion, when it comes to PSD2
4: and to GDPR in your country? Uh, there's confusion about the concept of uh, consent Uh, so it would lead us too far to go uh, into that here in this podcast Uh, but a lot of people are struggling with the concept of consent in both PSD 2 and GDPR whereas it's not uh, exactly the same but maybe we should make a separate podcast on that yeah we'll definitely do uh, maybe one more
2: uh, final question to you because it's often been asked by our clients as well so what would be the timeline if you applied for a license in Belgium what is your experience
4: Well, it all depends on the the quality of the file. Um, If you uh, already have a license, then you're in the grandfathering um, mode and it becomes very, uh, well, let's say easier. Um, But if you're a new entrant, uh, then you have to start from scratch and uh, then it depends a little bit on uh, on what you can deliver uh, inside uh, the company and and, and what you have to outsource. Um, It is possible, for example, to outsource certain functions in your company. Um, but it depends on, on uh, yeah, the size of your company uh, and certain thresholds. So it's very difficult to put a timeline on it. <laughs> okay, I understand. Well, thank you very much, uh, Edwin.
2: I'm um, now uh, talking to my colleague uh, Benjamin May from France. Uh, Benjamin, what is, uh, what is, what are the hottest trends in Paris so far?
5: Hello, Frank. Thank you very much. And I'm very pleased to be here in the press room in Amsterdam at Money 2020. So the hottest trends. I kit for on the French market. Um, based on what we have seen, it would seem that uh, acquiring services by global providers are now back in France. They in France has been ignored for quite some time in the past for some reason. And now what we are seeing is uh, large acquiring deals that are being currently negotiated, and some of them are being closed these days. And by the way, we are involved in several of those. Um, Second interesting point, um, I would say over the past two or three years, some companies, that includes the large techos, have started to launch the new banks. I can't quite say that the new banks have met their audience yet. Uh, I guess that they are still working on it, but uh, it seems that France is still a a fairly traditional country in terms of trust vis-a-vis the banks. And the banks, by the way, this is my third point, are. Also, um, trying to get um, more on the, on, on the level playing field by acquiring a number of fintechs. and We see a lot of consolidation happening right now on the market. Now, my fourth point is around Brexit. Um, so, France has a new president, as you all know, and he's keen on attracting business and, and getting France an attractive country again. And the French regulator has set up a fast-track ticket and process to get the licenses, um, I would say, processed and treated in an expedite way when they are coming from the UK. So I guess that's also an interesting information. Now, in terms of regulatory updates, PSD2 and AML4 have been transposed. We've had some very recent guidelines on the limited network exemption. That's also good to know, although I'm not sure that they will make the life easy for gift cards, but you know, Uh, They will have to cope with it, and now I'm uh, handing this to my colleague David, also a French lawyer at Aramis, as regards uh, the new AML rules that will be effective um, on 1st of October.
0: Thank you, Benjamin. Thank you. Uh, concerning the new AML rules, we had a decree dated April 2018, which will enter into force in uh, October, which finalizes the transposition of AML 4, and this point, we are quite in advance in, in France. Uh, it was expected because there is a lot of new uh, of precisions and new uh, new provisions uh, weighted by the market, uh, especially around the definition of beneficial owners and the way we can identify them or identify other parties or stakeholders in case of difficulty. Uh, It takes into account the EIDAS regulation on uh, identification so it can simplify the entry into a re- relationship at a distance uh, and it modified the list of the, the entities subject to AML and on this point it even anticipates on AML 5 or 4.2 uh, which is currently discussed uh, with especially uh, platforms uh, it encompasses platforms um, dealing with crypto, crypto assets and cryptocurrencies. So quite quite interesting right now, and wait October two thousand eighteen for the entry into force. Thank you very much. Uh, this is quite
2: interesting. Uh, thank you. Uh, so I'm now uh, standing right next to Bernd, our colleague from uh, Austria. Uh, Bernd, maybe you can tell us more about uh, your country and the specifics and what's hot, what's not, the
1: trends. Thank you, Frank. Um, yeah, what is uh, the news from Austria uh, regarding PSD2? We can report that last Friday. Um, the PSD2 implementation entered force, so we have now an implementation act in place. Um, the main topics that in Austria I see are still a lot of questions concerning how to stay out of PSD2 regulation. This is still uh, a question that is uh, a lot is important for a lot of companies. On the other hand, we see a lot of thinking about uh, strong customer authentication. So there is a lot of thinking about from banks about how to implement that. This is really a difficult question for a lot of banks also involving a lot of IT uh, um, uh, implementation. And from an AML perspective, uh, we see that the FMA is is getting more restrictive again. and. Um, we're severely waiting for a circular from the FMA uh, detailing how the, how they interpret the AML4 Implementation Act. So, that is basically some of the issues that we're dealing at the moment with. Um, there is one other new issue to that is interesting to be mentioned in Austria, as we have a new government since last year, which is now more liberal, a uh, vis companies entrepreneurs uh, and in connection with the implementation or uh, yeah implementation of g d p r we will get a new law which will ease the burden a little bit also of banks because within the penalty law they will add a provision that um that um uh, requires from authorities uh to Advise companies instead of give them a penalty at the first time so that will help also banks when they breach uh, supervisory requirements to not have uh, to not have troubles with very high penalties thank you very much so last, but by no means least,
2: um, I'm passing the microphone now to my dear colleague Suzanne from our new Berlin office. Um, Suzanne, can you tell us some specifics uh, from the German market and uh, what's hot and what's not?
6: Uh, yeah, great, Frank. Um, so I think one of the, the things what we can say is... C2 has been um, transposed on time, um, as well as AML4. Actually, AML4 has been transposed last year already, but we have now the uh, consultation on the guidance notes, uh, the interpretive uh, guidance notes of of BaFin on that. Um, The only piece, I think, from my perspective, that is really missing and a lot of people are waiting for is what they have carved out of the um, current consultation and notes is how are they going to deal with aml for account information services and payment initiation services and that's going to be a really really interesting question how much they're going to apply that to these types of services and that's that's taking them a little bit uh, there's probably also going stuff going on behind the scenes because it's very contagious um on the other hand uh, regarding pc2 i think bafin issued very um, distinct I mean it's, it's really a source of a lot of information when you read through it it's not maybe not not easy to read through it but there's a lot of information in there gives a lot of guidance so it's really helpful. Um, as well as on AML. Maybe on AML there's one new thing that came in, and that's, um, it used to be when you are a legal entity, you just had to get the register, and that was pretty easy, so there was the easy ro- rule of thumb, natural persons, so individuals, difficult, because you have to do online, face-to-face um, verification, and uh, legal entities, you just had to get the register. Now in the new guidance notes, it says that you also have to get The individual that actually opens the account or or wants to have the service, so the managing director or anybody else, to identify as a person, and that's that's an an add-on that's new. Let's see if it stands. The consultation period is over, but we haven't seen the final guidelines. Otherwise, I think from what I see in our business, it's really pc to implementation phase. So people are applying registering as account information services, as payment uh, initiation services or other services, the platforms are waking up. Um, I think I could see there there was the wave of, of nasty letters from the regulators. You wake up, um, BaFin already under PSD1 felt that marketplaces platform types of e-commerce businesses needed to have a payment license if they were handling monies for their customers. Now, this is, this is the case everywhere in Europe, um, um, and some have woken up and they are getting licenses. We're seeing that a lot, but many are still sleeping, and we'll, we'll have to wait for the next wave of letters, I think. Um, That's that's the stuff that I see right now, and and stuff that's really unresolved. I'm not sure if this is is really only pertaining to Germany, I don't think so. It's really a Europe-wide thing that's strong customer authentication, and in particular, what's the industry doing about it? Where are the card solutions for something that really works and that is not as crappy as um, uh, 3D Secure, for instance? Some really good solutions. I'm hoping to find something here at the Money 2020. Um, but I haven't found the silver bullet yet.
2: Okay, thank you so much. Uh, so, uh, time's running up, and I guess uh, it would be good to learn more about you guys. So, uh, Edwin, where do we find out more about your law firm
4: and, and you? Our law firm is based in uh, Brussels, in the city center. Um, it's called Timelex, and the website is timelax.eu.
5: Thank you. You can find Benjamin May and David Roche uh, at the law firm Aramis, A-A-R-A-A-M-I-S, uh in Paris, looking over the Opera Square. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, uh, my name is Bernd Fritzberger. I'm partner of the Viennese based law firm PFR, Attorneys at Law, and our website is PFR.AT. Thanks for listening. Okay, thank you.
2: So thanks everyone for having been on the show today. Um, and for you guys out there, if you like what we do at PayTech Talk, uh, please give us a rating on uh, iTunes and uh, tell all your friends and family about our show. And yeah, stay tuned. This is Frank, and I'm Audi. Bye.
0: Thank you for joining PayTech Talk today. For further information, visit your source for legal and industry-specific insights on payments, banking, and IT and subscribe to our newsletter at paytechlaw.com.